Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, brought to you by Living Stream Ministry, featuring the ministry of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two ministers of God's economy who served together in China for nearly 20 years. Watchman Nee was imprisoned by the Chinese government in 1952 and remained there until his death in 1972. Following his imprisonment, Witness Lee carried on this ministry in Taiwan and eventually in America and ultimately around the world. He served the Lord for more than 70 years before going to be with him in 1997. His major contribution was through a 21-year labor he called Life Study, an exhaustive commentary on the entire Bible. This program is based on those messages. Before we join today's show, we'd like to give you our website where you can find more programs just like this one. It's lsmradio.org. Again, lsm radio.org now here's our show today the apostle paul prayed in ephesians chapter 1 that the believers would be brought into a condition where they could see and enter into god's eternal purpose his prayer primarily touches three great matters hope glory and power for us hope and glory are both future items that will issue from God's blessings concerning us. But it is power, the divine energy that carries out and applies what God has promised to us. The surpassing greatness of his power toward us who believe is the topic of our program today. Bob Danker has joined us. Welcome back, Bob. It's good to be back, Chris. I think we have a marvelous program in store for all our listeners. We do, Bob. You know, we've been seeing already in Chapter 1, that uh, there are these blessings or well-speaking, as uh, we saw was the literal translation of that word, of God toward us, and they include some great spiritual truths from the New Testament. Uh, first, we saw the Father's selection and his predestination, and then the Son's redemption, and then lastly, the Spirit's sealing and pledging. All of these are included in the blessings. Uh, but there's an issue to these blessings, and that is this two things, hope and glory. So let's take a minute to talk about these two things as a good background, I think, for our message today. Well, as you said, Chris, after Paul presents to us all the blessings that the Father has bestowed upon us, then he prays that we would have a spirit of wisdom and revelation to know what is the hope of God's calling and what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And then he prays that we would know something in addition, that is, the surpassingly great power of God, which is toward us who believe. The hope of God's calling is, as you mentioned, is the very result of all the blessings that have been bestowed on us by the triune God. Our hope is that we will be brought into the glory of the triune God. And uh, this glory is just the expression of God. It's just God himself saturating us and permeating our whole being until he is manifested from within us, until he is expressed from within us. This is the glory that we are going to be brought into, Mm -hmm. or we are being brought into. But we need to see something else in addition to this, and that is the power that operates in us. And this power 
is what will carry out all that the Father has bestowed on us as blessings with the results of the hope and the glory. And of course, Colossians says that this hope of glory is Christ in, in us. Yes, Christ in us. That's what I was uh, going to say, Bob. Uh, when we get into this matter of power, and especially the, in this majestic language that Paul uses to describe it, the surpassing greatness of his power, I think it's easy for Christians to fall into the uh, sort of default setting, oh, we must be talking now about miracles and miraculous things. That's not the application. I won't say that those are not also a manifestation of God's power, but that's not the application we're really uh, seeing Paul point us towards uh, in this uh, fellowship, is it? It's certainly not, Chris. Actually, the power that Paul is referring to is not the power that created the universe or that causes supernatural things to happen in our physical environment. The power is the very triune God himself who is within us and who operates in us to bring us gradually, step by step, into glory Mm. to fulfill our hope. Let's read a couple of these verses, Bob, as we uh, get ready to join Witness Lee. Verses 18 and 19 in chapter 1. That you may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and what is the surpassing greatness of his power toward us who believe according to the operation of the might of his strength. Uh, This is not common, ordinary power, Bob. This is really something divine, isn't it? This is a divine dynamo. Yeah. Let's go to Witness Lee. From verse 18, Paul prayed that we have to see, mainly speaking, three things. What is the hope? What is the glory? And what is the power? The hope is the hope of his calling. And the glory is the glory of his inheritance among the saints. And the power is the power to us according to the operation of the might of his strength which he wrote in Christ. We all have to see these three things, hope, glory, and power. These three things all are related to the blessings. Hope and glory are the result of God's well-speaking concerning us. Who are going to be made holy? Who are going to be in the full sonship? Hallelujah! And the full sonship is just a kind of glorification. The glory is just the hope. And the hope is just the glory. Both Hope and glory will be the coming result of God's well-speaking concerning us. Amen. Have you got it? Amen. Then, to have such a result, there is the need of what? A power. Power is the means to carry out the hope. Power is the means to carry out the glory. Yes, we have received the blessing of God's selection 
We have received the blessing of God's predestination. We have received the blessing of God's redemption. We have received the blessing of God's sealing and pledging. We all have received this, and now we all are under these blessings. And this blessing will result in what? In glory. Which glory is just our hope. But still, the glory is not here yet. So today, hope and glory are ahead of us. But listen, power is not far off from us. Power is not objective. Power is altogether subjective. The power is right here. Bob, he said... Uh... Power is not objective. Power is altogether subjective, and it's not far off from us. It's hard to have a doctrine of power, isn't it? I mean, power just kind of takes you out of that realm and implies uh, an application, doesn't it? Yes, this power applies to us all that is included in all the blessings that we have received. Actually, uh, it's possible to have a very objective view of power. For instance, uh, here it says that this power is the same power that operated in Christ yeah. in raising him from the dead. Yes. What kind of power raised Christ from the dead? Was it a power that operated external to Christ mm. to no. sort of lift him out of the realm of the dead and put him into resurrection? No. It was a power that operated within him. It was an intrinsic power. It was the triune God himself who was operating in Christ to raise him up from the dead. And then this same power that raised Christ from the dead continued to operate to seat him at God's right hand and then to subject everything under his feet and to give him to be the head over all things to the church. This is an intrinsic power. It is not a power that is just external something outward. It's something that operates within us, starting from our spirit, from the depth of our being. Right. And it affects our entire being, our soul, even our physical body is energized by this divine power that is toward us who believe. And it's it's within us. It's subjective to us, not something outside of us. In a very real sense, this is a miraculous power, but it's the miracle of this life energy, this divine life energy from within working out. You know, every Saturday, I, I don't know about you, but I go home and mow my lawn, and then I take the weed trimmer and trim it up, and I always have to spend about 15 or 20 minutes cutting the weeds out of my driveway because there's cracks. And I'm amazed these little, what seem like tender weeds can penetrate through this mass of concrete and somehow overcome because there's a power at work in those seeds down there somewhere deep in the ground, isn't there? That's right, Chris. This is a wonderful illustration of the power that operates in us. It is the power of life, the power of the divine life that we all as believers have within us. And what is this life? This life is just Christ. Right. Christ, the very... Son of God, the very embodiment of the triune God himself. He is the power that is operating in us that can break through any kind of barrier and bring us into glory, which is really our hope. Well, our whole program is on this point today, and in this coming session, he's going to refer uh, to another verse in Ephesians, now in chapter 3, that also touches this same matter. It's verse 3, it's verse 20 in chapter 3. But to him 
who is able to do super abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power which operates in us. There it is again, Bob. Marvelous. Yeah, let's go back to Witness Lee. Now, especially today, in the modern day, in the nuclear age, we all know everything needs power. How could human beings land at the moon by power? Power means everything. How could such a glory be carried out as a fulfillment to our present day's hope? By power. What power? This power is the very power mentioned in chapter 3. In verse 20, there it says, God will answer our prayer more than what we ask and even more than what we think according to the power that works in us. Works means operates. And operates is the English translation of a Greek word, energizing. Not just works, not only operates, but energizes. A power within us, energizing all the time. What kind of power is this? Number one, to raise him from among the dead. The resurrecting power. And then number two, to sit him in the heavenlies far above all. This is the transcending power. The number three, the subjecting power. Subjecting all things under his fate. And then number four, to give him to be the head of all things to the church. The resurrecting power, the transcending power, the subjecting power, and the hiding power. You read Ephesians 1 again and again. It says what? The power to you. Who believe? Have you believed in the Lord Jesus? Amen. You have, right? Amen. Do you believe the word in the Bible? Amen. You are the ones who believe. The power turn us. Who believe? Amen. You don't need to pray for three days. You don't need to fast for three days. You just take these two words, who believe? I tell you, you are positioned, you are qualified just to receive the power. Well, Bob, we have to be uh, fully infatuated in love with those two words, don't we? Toward us. This power, the same power that raises Christ is toward us who believe. That's right, Chris. As Witness Lee said, there's no need for us to pray or fast for three days in order to uh, experience and appropriate this great power. All we need to do is believe. Yeah. The power is toward those who believe. Once, before we uh, met the Lord, we were unbelievers. We did not believe, and therefore we did not know this power. But when we heard the gospel... Something within us responded to what we heard, and we became another category of people. What category? A category of those who believe. We became believers. It's not a small thing to say that I am a believer. 
What is a believer? A believer is a marvelous person who doesn't believe in himself or in what he sees or in what he feels in his emotion. A believer is a person who believes God and his word. As long as we are such people, this power is toward Toward us. us. Isn't that marvelous? Yes. Bob, in uh, uh, this last section today, uh, I think is a very encouraging word. I think we've all been flat, low, defeated, depressed, under it. what I don't know what adjective we use to describe our own condition, but we all know what we're talking about. And probably many of our listeners uh, are there right now, or at least were recently there. This is a good section just ahead because it really takes this uh, uh, power and compares it to whatever condition of weakness we may think we're in. And I think this will uh, help us all. Let's go back to Witness Lee. If you were serious, you would never take an excuse that you are weak. What does weakness mean? It means nothing. Such a power that can raise you up from among the dead. No need to say that you are weak. If you are dead, forget about your weakness. This is the power that raised Jesus from among the dead. Are you still weak? Don't think to speak is a small thing. God speaks, the power is yours. You say, Amen, the power is yours. It is this hand power that carry out that glory as a fulfillment of our unique hope. The surpassing greatness of the power to us to subject everything under your feet. Do you believe this? You just tell me, do you believe this? We have to believe. If we don't believe, we are rebellious. Because this is our Father's word. Our Father never lies. Whatever she says, that's it. So we must take His word. We must believe in His word. Forget about your feeling. Forget about your condition. Forget about your situation. Forget about everything. Believe in the word. And declare the word. Amen. Oh, the subduing power. The subjecting power. You just take care of these two things. To be raised up from among the top weakness. From among the dead means the top weakness. And you just take the word that you are so transcendent. Because there is such a transcending power within you. That is far above all. We all need to see this. And we all need to know this. And we all also need to say this. To speak this. If we just live by this power, the church life is here. A wonderful church life. You have to bring this to the Lord and pray. Lord, answer the Apostle Paul's prayer. Answer this prayer that I may have a spirit of wisdom and revelation. That the eyes of my heart may be enlightened. That I may see. That I may know the power. (laughs) 
Well, Bob, I know our format calls for you and I to fellowship over this point, but I almost feel like just playing that section of the tape again. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I could hear that again and again and again. What a refocusing. How dare we ever think that our weakness, whatever may be the cause of it, is too much for this power, the power that raises ones from the dead. Yes, Chris, there's no comparison between this great power that operates in us and our weakness. This is why Witness Lee could say, forget about your weakness. Our weakness is a zero. <laughs> right. This great power swallows up our weakness uh, as long as we believe our Father's word, which he has given to us here in Ephesians chapter 1, and as long as we speak that word. We should never say, I am weak, because whatever we say, that is what will be. Right. But if we say, I am powerful, because I have this surpassingly great power operating in me, the same power that raised Christ from the dead is now operating in me at this very moment, then that's what we will enjoy. That's what we will experience. And that power will carry us forward into the very glory that is our hope. Step by step, as we lay hold of this power, simply by believing and by speaking the truth, which is our Father's word, not speaking a lie, which is Satan's lie, basically, we should not believe anything but the word of our Father. Bob, he touched it in such a good way right at the end here. You and I were talking about this a little bit ago. His last line says, you have to bring this to the Lord and pray. Lord, answer, not my prayer, answer the Apostle Paul's prayer. Answer this prayer, that I may have a spirit of wisdom and revelation, that the eyes of my heart may be enlightened, that I may see, that I may know the power. We oftentimes feel so weak that we just can't imagine God would answer my prayer. But how about, uh, probably the Lord would happily answer the Apostle's prayer here, wouldn't he? I believe he would. And uh, here I think uh, we need to make Paul's prayer our prayer. We just join ourselves to this word, which is really the prayer of the Apostle Paul. Surely this prayer was inspired by God. Right. And surely it will be answered as long as we uh, echo this prayer and we lay hold of the, uh, the word of the truth that is in this prayer then it will be accomplished in us. Uh, this is God's good pleasure to answer this kind of prayer. Probably we would never think to pray such a prayer. <laughs> if Paul had not prayed it, it would never enter into our mind. But this is a divine prayer. Really, it is a prayer from God. So we need to pray this prayer and firmly believe that it will be answered. You know, Bob, I feel like uh, the hope of glory and glory, which is our hope, are a bit closer than they were at the beginning of the program. Even listening and fellowshipping and speaking these things turns this great power loose within our being and begins to operate these things to bring hope and glory closer to our reach. Absolutely, Chris. The more we uh, believe and speak as a testimony of our faith, then the more this power operates in us and we are brought on on and on into glory.
Uh, wonderful fellowship today. It's really good to have you back. You've been gone for a couple of weeks. I know you've uh, been traveling uh, around the globe, and it's good to have you safely home and hope you'll be able to join us again soon and uh, stay up with us here on the, now that we're in Ephesians. Well, this book of Ephesians is really marvelous, Chris, and I do hope that I can be with you for many more broadcasts in this marvelous book. Well, that's all the time we have today. Uh, we'd like to remind you, as we always do, of our toll-free number and, of course, invite you to call us. We have all these marvelous printed messages that if you've been impressed at all with any of the things that you've heard on these life study programs, you will want these printed messages. This life study, uh, particularly in Ephesians, is one of the real high points in the whole ministry of Witness Lee and Watchman Nee. Collectively, the two together speaking these points, I think, was really crystallized in quite a marvelous way in this printed volume. So, if you'd like to find out about it or just to be in touch with us, it's 1-888-LIFE-STUDY, 888-543-3788. Or you can write to us, Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. Or you can also send email to us, and our email address is radio at lsm.org. And it's been a while since I've mentioned our website, which is www.lifestudy.com. And at that uh, website, you can listen to any of our previous programs. All of the books we've covered in uh, the past years are available for you to listen to at your convenience. We hope you'll do that. And uh, join us again tomorrow is what we also hope. For Bob Danker, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you very much for listening today. You've been listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee. For 21 years, Witness Lee conducted a comprehensive life study, unveiling how the Bible presents Christ coming to be life to man. These audio programs are based on those messages. But to get the full riches of the life study, we hope you'll visit our website, lifestudy.com. From there, you can read over 1,800 life study messages in their entirety or download more audio programs like this one, all free of charge. Again, the website is lifestudy.com. Thanks for listening today.